Good morning, Gateway. My name is Albert. Me and my wife, we serve here on the youth team. We just want to shout out to our youth that are sitting down right now. See a few of you guys. Um, and so we are on a journey to peace. If you've been with us the past few weeks, we are going through the emotions to try to find our peace. And so this week, we're going to talk about not feeling good enough. Before I get into it, I'm just going to pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for, for just letting us be able to worship you this morning, God. God, I pray that you would remove me out of the equation, God. I pray that every word that you would, every word that you want spoken will be spoken, Lord. Holy Spirit, we invite you to flood this room. God, I pray, God, that you would just soften the hearts to your people. And most of all, God, we thank you that your word will never return void. In Jesus' name, amen. Anyone ever feel like they're not good enough or they don't belong? Anyone? And so, do you guys remember those old Southwest airline commercials? We, I know a couple people in our auditorium have worked in airlines. And so, the old Southwest commercials used to play on TV, and something extremely awkward would happen. Like you would fart in a Zoom meeting, and everyone would listen. And then the Southwest commercial would pop up and say, want to get away? You ever have I, the one of those moments where you want to just get away? And so let me tell you guys this, this quick story. Well, I was just first dating my wife, Lauren, and we were new to just each other. I was new to her family. She was new to my family. And so it was New Year's Eve, and she invited me to a party with her family. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I love a good party. And so anyone who knows me knows I love a good outfit. I love just getting fresh. And so I get this outfit in my idea. It's in my head, and I'm planning it. I go to the mall. I pick up this nice jean jacket, and then I get this nice white shirt to go underneath it. If you guys take anything away from my message today, Costco, Kirkland has the best white t-shirts in the world, crispiest white shirts. And so I'm wearing this jean jacket with this white shirt underneath. I got some khaki pants on, nice pair of Jordans and a hat, and so I'm ready to go. And so I'm driving around. I pick up my cousin, and then we go to my aunt's house because she's having a New Year's Eve party, and I'm having a good time. And then it's getting a little bit later, so I'm headed out, and I'm going to go meet my girlfriend, Lauren, at the time. And I'm driving around, and she sends me this address, and it wasn't a New Year's party. It was an event. It was a Portuguese event. My wife is Portuguese. It was an event. And so I'm, like, driving around, and I'm, like, in this random, like, warehouse, and I see all these guys wearing tuxedos and suits, and I'm like, man, where am I? And so I called Lauren, and I said, hey, I think you sent me the wrong address. She goes, where are you? I'm on 54th and Van Buren. She goes, oh, you're in the right spot. And I'm like, really? She goes, I'll come outside, and I'll come get you. And so she comes out to get me, and she's wearing, like, this nice dress. Everyone is in, like, ball gowns and suits. And here I am in a denim jean jacket. And I'm like, what the is going on? And she goes, just park, and then I'll wait for you in the front. And so I'm driving around this building like four times. I pass up like six spots. I'm like, man, am I really about to get out the car right now? I'm going to be that guy who's super underdressed at a black tie event. And so I get out of my car, and I'm like, well, I'll just go, but I'm just going to like hide. I'll just stay in the corner. I don't want anyone to see me. I don't want to draw any attention. 
I went literally from like having fun and feeling comfortable with my family to like sticking out and feeling uncomfortable. I felt like I didn't belong. I had my Southwest want to get away moment. Like I just wanted to get away from there. I literally went from eating pozole to eating a steak. And I'm like, where am I? How did I get here? Anyone ever have one of those moments where you feel like you don't belong? You feel like you're unworthy, like you don't fit in? And so this morning, I want to talk to you guys about this gentleman named Gideon. And if you have your Bibles, Gideon gets introduced in Judges chapter 6. And Gideon was was a guy who was called by God, even though he felt like he didn't fit in, even though he felt like he was unworthy. And so Gideon happened to be part of this clan who was oppressed by the Medians. And the Medians oppressed Gideon and the Israelites. And Gideon was actually the least in his family. He didn't come from the best of the best. He was actually like the runt of the litter. And so Gideon automatically said, I'm not good enough. I'm not going to lead your people out of this, God. And so he goes, I don't even have an army, and you're, causing, and you're calling me to lead someone? No way. He's like, God, that's not me. That's not me. And God chose Gideon, and he said, you're still chosen. You're still chosen. He actually reminded Gideon several times throughout the story. And so Gideon actually believes it, and Gideon actually frees his people. And he actually delivers them out of slavery and out of oppression. But before all this, Gideon had his moment. And this is my point number one is, how did I get here? You see, before Gideon led the Israelites, he questioned God. In Judges chapter 6, verse 6, it says, Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon said, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Were all the wonders that our ancestors told us about? Dear Lord, did you not bring us out of Egypt? So Gideon questions God, like, God, like, if you're really God, like, why did all this stuff happen? You see, sometimes when we feel unworthy, we start to question things. See, Gideon felt unworthy, so he began to question God. You ever get to a place where you start questioning things because all these bad things happened? Gideon's family went from generations of blessings. God literally delivered his ancestors out of Egypt, out of oppression, and then they were actually led back into oppression. That caused Gideon to like question God, like, really God? Like, where are the blessings that everyone told me about? Because I haven't seen them. And so I know this, I know that Gateway, Gateway Gilbert's called to the East Valley of Arizona. And the last few years have been hard. They've been hard for everyone. Some people have lost everything. Some people have lost money. Some people have lost jobs. Some people have lost relationships. And so we begin to question things like, God, did you really call us to the East Valley? God, where are you? Like, you promised us this land. And so we begin to question things. And yeah, a lot of bad things have happened in the last two years. And so sometimes we just don't want to deal with it. And so sometimes we just want to hide. We feel like we're not good enough. 
Like when I pulled up to that party and I was wearing a jean jacket and all the guys were in suits, I just wanted to hide. I'm like, I'm just going to be in a corner. Like, I'll show up for my wife, but I'm just going to hide. I feel unworthy. I mean, from the beginning of time, when people have felt unworthy, they just begin to hide. Just ask Adam and Eve. What do they do? They hid. And so my daughter watches this movie called Encanto. A lot of parents in the building know exactly what I'm talking about. This movie shattered Disney's streaming records. This movie wasn't even planned to blow up, and this movie blew up. And in the movie, there's this uncle named Bruno. Who knows about Bruno? A lot of people. We don't talk about Bruno. So Bruno's a type of guy where bad things always happen to Bruno when he's around. Like, literally, the song tells you, when Bruno's around, people get fat. I don't have any more weight I can give up. So if I see Bruno walking away, I'm like, nah, Bruno, you can't come over here. Pets die when Bruno's around. People go bald when Bruno's around. So bad things happen to this guy when he walks around. And a little bit of background about the family is everyone has a gift, but Bruno's gift is low-key bad. And so Bruno feels unworthy. And so what happens to Bruno in the movie? He hides. Bruno leaves his family and he hides. He's like, I'm not good enough to be around these people. I'm Bruno, and bad things always happen. Even his mom doesn't want him around. Like, Bruno, don't come to this event, Bruno. We want this to be smooth. Can you imagine your own mom saying, hey, don't. Don't come. Don't come. Just stay home, Bruno. Like, it's cool. Like, it rained. He, Bruno made it rain on his sister's wedding day. Like, bad things always happen with this guy. Can I tell you something? When God found Gideon, he was hiding. In Judges chapter 6, verses 11, Gideon didn't feel good enough. He didn't feel worthy enough. He actually was oppressed, and he was a little bit afraid of the people that took their land back. And the Medians were extremely violent. They did not just at first take their land, take their people, First, they killed all their livestock and their crops. We're going to starve you guys while you guys live. And they watched closely. And they were extremely violent with these people to the, pack, to the fact that they were actually causing terrorism in the nights. And so Gideon was extremely afraid. He was hiding behind a tree when God approached him. He was hiding. And God found him. In Judges chapter 6, verses 11. And so my question to you this morning is, sometimes when we feel insecure and unworthy, what are you hiding from? What's causing you to hide? What's causing you to, to stay in a corner? What's causing you to stay away from your family? Like Bruno, what's causing you to hide behind a tree like Gideon? What's causing that? And my point number two is, is why me, God? We all know we, we feel unworthy. We all know that. Gideon questioned God again in Judges 6 verses 15. He said, my clan is the weakest 
and I'm the least in my family. I'm not surrounded by good people. I'm not surrounded by good warriors. And you're causing all this bad stuff to happen and you want me to lead people? See, Gideon wasn't 6'3", 250 solid muscle. He's probably 5'8", 225. He could probably do a few laps around the track, if we're being honest. And so that's how, who Gideon was. He wasn't this mighty warrior on paper. If you have a pen and paper, I want you to write this down or type it in your phone. God doesn't pick people the way people pick people. God doesn't pick people the way people pick people. You see, we would never pick Gideon, to be honest with you. We wouldn't call Gideon a mighty warrior. This kid's afraid. He's hiding behind a tree. That's like going to school and there's a bully and he says, pick a friend, we're going to have a two-on-two fight after school after school, and you get stuck with a kid who's hiding. Really, God, you want me to fight with this kid who's hiding? That's who Gideon was. He was the kid who was hiding, and God chose him to lead an army to free his people. You see, we often look at the way the world wants us to see ourselves, whether it's social media, whether it's music, whether it's money. We look at all these things, that should tell us who we should be rather than what God is saying who we should be. See, all these things actually can cause us at times to hide. Like I'm in sales and, and if I've had a bad week, the last thing I want to do is walk into a sales meeting where everyone's had a good week and I'm just taking my out and I'm just like, man, I don't want to be here. I've had a bad week. And so we look at all these things and we look at numbers and we look at music and we look at all these things. But guess what? God still calls us, even though the jury and the judge, what they're saying is true. So even if you are guilty, you're still called. Even if the judge and the jury find a guilty verdict, even though it's true, you're still called. You want to know the truth? At this event, it wasn't a party, it was an event, I was underdressed. That's the honest to God truth. I was that guy in a jean jacket and a hat. But God doesn't pick people the way people pick people. You see, when I showed up to this event, I clearly didn't want to be there. But guess what? Lauren still chose me. She said, I still want you to meet my family. I still want you to be a part of our family. I still want you to be here. I still want you to have fun. Lauren's family are the nicest people you will ever meet. I went from feeling uncomfortable to feeling chosen real quick because of one person. You want to know something? God sees past the way you see yourself. Even though Gideon was hiding, because that's the truth, he sees past your past. You want to know another truth? On New Year's Eve, I wasn't alone. I had Lauren. I wasn't by myself. And you know what God told Gideon? He actually reminded him a few times. Gideon was never alone. Even though he had the weakest army 
Even though he was the least in his family, Gideon was never by himself. In Judges 6, chapter 12, it says, God is with you, mighty warrior. And then later on, if you continue to read in Judges chapter 6, 16, God reminded him again, I will be with you. So even when you feel like you're not good enough, you're not alone. Even when you feel like you don't fit in, you're not alone. Even if you want to hide, I will find you. There's no wall or God won't kick down. Just like the song says. In Judges chapter 6, verse 23, the Lord said to Gideon, Peace, do not be afraid. You will not die. God will always show up for you, no matter what. Even if you feel bad, God will always show up for you. He told Gideon, peace, you will not die. He reminded Gideon, when you go to war, you're not going to die because I'm going to be with you. Gideon's army only had 300 men. And he went against an army who had several thousand people. And Gideon did not die. Peace, I will be with you. Point number three. It says, I belong here, I'm chosen. See, God chose Gideon. And when Gideon finally believed it, he freed his people from oppression. I'm going to wrap up with this. In the movie we talked about earlier, Bruno didn't have a good gift. Bruno was the least in his family that he thought. But you know what? Bruno's niece, Maribel, she didn't even have a gift. But instead of running away and hiding, she went to go get Bruno. She says, I'm getting you and you're coming back home. You're coming back home. And that ended up being her gift was to bring her family together. You see, instead of running and hiding, she chose, I'm going to do something that's a little bit uncomfortable. I'm going to go get the person who no one wants and I'm going to bring them back. You see, God didn't create you As an experiment, he created you for an assignment. Let me repeat that. God didn't create you as an experiment. He created you for an assignment. There's a call in your life. Before you were even born, he set you apart. And he said, I need you to do this, 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 and that. Whether or not you struggle with X, Y, and Z, I'm still calling you. It's always been you. There's no one else who can do it. It's always been you. You are worthy when you don't feel worthy. When the world is against you, I will be with you. You see, God called Gideon a mighty warrior. You're a mighty warrior even though you struggle with this, even though you struggle with that, even though you feel like you're not called. God is with you. You see, Gateway City Church, we can look at the past two years And we can say, hey, we're not good enough, God. Why don't you pick another church 
to take back the land of the East Valley. But here's the truth. He's still calling us. He's still with us. He goes before us and behind us. And we are mighty warriors. We are chosen. You see, in Acts, God chose this guy named Saul. And Saul killed Christians for fun, for money. He was just killing Christians. And God got a hold of his life. And he used Paul. He turned Saul into Paul. If God can use a murderer, he can use you. If God can use someone who struggles with anxiety and fear like Gideon, he could use you. If he could use someone like Peter who turned his back on him, if you feel like you've turned your back on God, he could use you. You see, God doesn't pick people the way people pick people. You see, this journey to peace might have a few pit stops, like dealing with fear, anxiety, guilt, shame, doubt, anger, fatigue, feeling like you're not good enough. All these things are pit stop. In every journey, there's a pit stop. But no one stays at the pit stop. You see, Gideon won his battle and set his people free because God was next to him the whole way. Whatever battle you're going through, you're going to win it. Whether you feel like you're not, you're going to win it. So I just want to encourage you guys to keep going. Keep going. Whatever struggles you might have, keep going. I'm going to wrap up with this. Before Gideon was victorious and he set his people free from oppression. Thank you. Before he set his people free from oppression, he had to go back to the beginning. He had to build an altar for God. And he said, God, I put you at the center of my life. I put you at the center of my fear. I put you at the center of my unworthiness. I put you at the center of all this. And so Gideon built an altar in Judges chapter 6, verses 24. And he named it Yahweh Shalom, which means the Lord is peace. You see, Gideon declared his peace before he won the battle. He declared it. Yahweh Shalom. So when we're in our workplace, God, your peace is in this building. When you go to a family function and there's some tension, Yahweh Shalom. God, your peace is at this event. God, your peace is here. Because you can declare God's peace before you have your victory. Amen. Your journey to peace starts with putting God back at the front. God, you are here, God. God, you are here. So if I could have every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to pray for two types of people. I want you to raise your hand if you feel like you're unworthy and you're hiding. 
I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand if if you want some of this peace that the Lord offers. And if you need a little bit more peace, I want you to raise your hand. Thank you, guys. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. If I could have everyone just repeat after me. Father God, we thank you. Father God, we thank you for choosing us. Even when we are hiding, help us to see ourselves the way you see us. Father God, we put you back in the center of our lives. We declare your peace in every area of our life. We declare Jesus is the Son of God and he died for us. Amen. If you guys need prayer, we want to pray for you. Because you're called, whether you believe it or not, you have a call and you have a purpose over your life. What the world says about you is not what God says about you. So son, come out from hiding. Daughter, come out from hiding. There's something that God has for you. And he wants to give it to you guys if you guys just want to receive it. There's something different about this God. Let me remind you, he does not pick people the way people pick people. You are good enough. You are going to make it. You are going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to win. You're going to win.